Go Loud presents Around the World in 80 Gays. Okay, I came out to my mother when I was in Manchester and I was doing a lot of partying and I was very drunk and very merry one night and she called and she said, how are you, how are you getting on over there? I was like, brilliant. Do you, do you need any money? You know, the usual thing. Um, uh, and come here to me. Have you met any girls over there? And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, listen, let me stop you. I was like, it's getting awkward, but I was also drunk. I was like, I don't like girls. My mother was like, how do you mean? I said, uh, well, I'm, I'm gay, like. <gasps> and then there was like this pause. And then she was like, so come here. Who else in tomb is gay? <laughs> That's all she wanted was the gossip. I swear, that Who was all she wanted. Who else in yeah. tomb yeah. is yeah. gay? Yeah. I obviously didn't tell her. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. In 80 gays. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. In 80 gays. Heroes of our bygone days who fought for freedom and equality. Icons, anthems coming out. Pronouns, drag queens, struggles, life and love. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. In 80 gays. Around the world. Around the world. In 80 gays. In 80 gays. Uh, you're very welcome, Martin. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. Where have you come from today? Uh, Galway. Galway. So, Clare Galway, all the way to Dublin. How was it? Way, I know, all the way to Dublin. Oh, fair. Yeah. Well, listen, we really appreciate you coming in. It's great to see you. No, of course. Uh, to be honest with you, I owe catching so many favours anyway. That oh, I see. I'd never hear the end of it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, tell yes. me, how did you, uh, Catherine, how did you and Martin Beans Ward first meet? Well, I leave that to Martin. Actually, it was a lovely story. Okay, you're going to go with the story that actually didn't happen. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a, there was a few embellishments. Um, okay, so actually, how it happened was I was writing for the Voice of the Traveller magazine at the time. Do you remember? Oh yes. Yeah. And there was a guy called Killian Fennell. Yes. Who was kind of helping the magazine to grow. And he knew Catherine. I know Killian well. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, Catherine was doing, I want to say, was it Wonder Women? Wonder Women, yeah. yeah so Women, I was it? doing yeah. Wonder Women. Um, yeah. And it was the Bernie character that stood out. And of course, yeah. I being the only traveller comedian, Killian thought it'd be a great idea to meet Catherine and of course yeah, it's a brilliant idea but I was already a huge fan and I was like yes of course I still have those pictures by the way oh I love them yeah yeah it's uh, uh, singing Bernie Walsh my character yeah. on uh, Beans Ward's knees <laughs> and it, oh yeah and we her, talked about the first thing that popped cleavage up cleavage in my face and I was like yes. <laughs> my leopard skin cleavage in yes. his face I'm <laughs> familiar with your leopard skin cleavage Catherine as you know uh, but then she got my cleavage in her face and right. mine tended to be a little what bit bigger actually what were you wearing at the time, at the time. <laughs> I was about 24 stone at the time, if I remember. So. Oh, you were gorgeous. Yeah, baby got you were having a cleavage off for you at yeah, the time. Yeah, it was, yeah. Very good. But yeah, so I was on the front of the Traveller's Voice with Martin and it was a fantastic thing for me because um, at the time, now the world has progressed with regards uh, playing characters like this, but at the time I was worried, a little worried about controversy mm. and if I was playing a, a Traveller character, how would the travelling community feel? Yeah. And Martin really put my mind at ease because being on the front of the traveller's voice was great and um, he made a great point he said um, we can't generalise travellers the same as you can't generalise settle people yeah. some people love you Catherine and some people don't yeah. and well, that's comedy it's that's comedy anyway. and it's of so course. subjective but well, I, I think the minute you start to try and please everybody you're in trouble aren't you yeah. you completely dilute what you're doing I, I, yeah but I think that the fact that Catherine had enough 
introspection going on within herself mm. to be cognizant of how her character would affect other people yeah. is a testament to her as a person rather than as a character. And would you say, I mean, certainly when I see her other characters, I, there's a great deal of, of affection coming from her as a character rather than, oh, yeah. you know, oh, here's what I think about. I think this person is stupid. I think they're less than. I get ultimately a, a really massive feeling of affection for whatever particular character she's going for. And for anyone who's who doesn't know that I play a traveller woman singing Bernie Walsh. <laughs> now, as time progresses, I won't actually uh, define her as a traveller woman. Mm. She's just a woman now, yeah. mm. you know. But um, what Martin is saying is that I didn't stereotype her and um, I played her like a legal from the... Yeah, <laughs> I played her from the heart. You're not wrong. <laughs> I did play so, her Martin, from the So, Martin, can you just, just, just into the mic there, please? Can you just say, <laughs> I wasn't being racist. Just for the benefit of anyone recording this. <laughs> you can Thank feel you. the hashtags heating up on Twitter already for Catra Lynch. Like, oh, <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I suppose my... Um, um, my relationship with Travellers and Leitrim was absolutely brilliant and I had huge affection and huge respect yeah. for our local travelling community and my father would always tell us uh, pay respect to the song because we didn't have that whole culture where the travellers weren't allowed into our bars we'd Mr and Mrs Kate and Bernie McDonough would come into our local bar yeah. and sing songs now right. the only problem I had with the travellers is that the songs went on for three days nearly. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it but Martin what is it like um, to be a uh, go on to be traveler. a gay traveler yeah <laughs> go, go, on, on. go on go on you it said like it to be a gay traveler yeah. oh my god yeah. um, <laughs> look, but I'm really fascinated to, I suppose to just kind of extend Catherine's question a wee bit further you're a wee fella in, a, 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 you know, you're on. a wee man growing up in that community. Yeah. Certainly, no more than my community on yeah. the Falls Road. Men are a very particular kind of, you know, a breed, and then, mm. so therefore, within that breed, you have a hybrid. I would say. And so, what was it like to one day you're sitting there in your own company, thinking, "I actually fancy other fellas." Like, how, how does that? It usually starts like that when you're yes. in your own company, doesn't it? Yeah, it when does. Think, it certainly when does. You think about it, right? <laughs> it does. Well, it does. <laughs> it, of course, it does. You know, you're putting the feelers out, as as as, as a man says. Um, <laughs> for 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 me. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like it's it's a strange one. Like it was, it wasn't like one moment in my life where I was like, oh, I like the willy. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it didn't happen like that. No, it was uh, more. It was more like over time I realised that I wasn't attracted to women rather than I was attracted to men. Yes. So that was the first thing for me. What age were you, Martin? Oh, teens. Teens, yeah. Teens, yeah, yeah, so when you're hormonally just beginning to kind of, you yeah, know, you're yeah. a hostage to your hormones at that point, yeah, it's, aren't it's you? Like, your hormones are going through, it's like a, it's like a wash machine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? And um, I, I remember going to a teenage disco with a girl and because fucked if I wasn't going to have somebody on my arm like Absolutely. everybody else. Um, <laughs> and we ended up dancing and kissing and I just I just remember the moment <laughs> I just remember the moment where somebody says uh, you know you're going to have to finger her <laughs> yes I was like oh no and, and listen was there I a fun what do you mean I have to and then she but like the, the thing is that was her best friend who said that and she, yeah right. so it was almost like this, right. you have to do this and I was like 
I remember going to the toilets <laughs> trying to put myself in check. <laughs> kind of like see, make a presentable. Oh my I. god! Very thoughtful, wasn't it? And did you have a fun-sized Mars bar I'm or not? I'm glad you're both gay. <laughs> but it was. Uh, I'm sorry if this is sounding crude, but this is actually coming from her best friend, who was also a girl. Yeah. Um, and neither, with fingers. Yeah, yeah. No, and uh, I tried to compose myself, but. I, I knew at that moment that I wasn't into it and yeah. she was so pretty and yeah. so nice in every single way and it just it made me feel like I wasn't part of the gang actually yes and there was a point in my life where I was thinking you know it'd be so much easier if I, if I was straight you know I wouldn't have to have these moments where you're standing in front of the mirror trying to have a talk with yourself mm-hmm. um, and of course society back then was like yeah it is easier to be gay, to be straight than to be gay mm-hmm. Um, and it was from then that I started to kind of I went through I went through uh, see at the time as well I I, I was already highly traumatised from a death of a cousin yeah. so my mind was already upside down yeah um, like I took my cousin out of the swim pool as she was dead in my arms right and she was 12 and I was only just 13 or 14 wow so that was already happening and if you think about it your hormones are, are kind of finding their place and mm-hmm. your brain is developing but more than your brain your mind is developing and your mind is, is part of who you are as your character so if your yeah. character is developing in the middle of a trauma yeah. It's going to it's going to the trauma is going to latch itself onto something. And if your hormones are peaked, you're going to have the adrenaline yeah, which of course. of course is linked to anxiety and that's what I got. Yeah. Severe anxiety. Of course, I mean might talk about grief. That is the deepest level of grief of losing course. somebody yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but what was her name? Uh, Philomena. Philomena. We'll yeah. just think of Philomena for a moment and that's oh poor Philomena. That's yeah. really sad. It is, but like look, at the way the way it is I was I was I didn't swim in a swimming pool until I was twenty eight then. Yeah. The Completely of, the understandably. Yeah. Just a smell yeah. of chlorine. Yeah. Was enough to put predicted to Absolutely. But the point I'm trying to make anyway is that I already had this going on in my mind. Yes. So the last thing I was thinking about was relationships or connecting with people. Yeah. It was more about getting through the day and getting through school. And then you have the issues within school when you're a young traveller kid yeah. and the settled kids don't want to play with you. Yeah. And then you, you, you start to build this facade of a tough guy. That's the only image you, you have available to you because all the other kids are already afraid of you. So you're thinking... well, Just you because you're a traveller, yeah, they're course, afraid yeah. of you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Like, I'm pretty sure you would have... Maybe, well, you're not as tough as nails up in the Falls Road. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, like, like, the vast majority of schools, yeah, the kids would be just like, oh, it's, it's either don't bother hanging around with them or they're just going to well the awful bully, uh, feeling that I remember if we encountered well, I mean, we didn't encounter travellers very often but we certainly did sometimes was that you can't trust them that was the underlying it's like when you're a Catholic in a, in a, a yeah. Protestant situation it's very very similar in some ways but in other ways you literally are ostracised on the outside mm. well, we were kind of hemmed in in a, in a ghettoization kind of way but I, in terms of my memory of the travellers uh, around the Falls Road and up on the Glen Road and that road up there you were very definitely on the periphery of See, you know, there's, the there's society there's a lot of similarities but, but I, yeah. I would say that in your situation you were insulated whereas in our situation you yeah. were isolated well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's pro- there's there's truth to that. Yeah, but, but both segregation. Yeah, but but it's about segregation yeah. exactly because insulation suggests warmth and and well, somebody community, community. Uh, yeah, but, but also a place within society. Yeah, this is your protective place. Yeah, for for travellers, we were a tiny minority. We, sure, but we yeah. certainly were not protected in any way, shape, or form. And I can so. trump you. I'm from Leitrim. <laughs> 
It's not a competition, darling. <laughs> Isolated. <laughs> but I think that that's a really good point. Yeah. Isolation and insulation. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, 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 I, like, if you were, you, so you would have gone to predominantly an all-Catholic school then. Completely and yeah. utterly, and all boys, and, not but, a mixed school. But within within that school, then you would have been insulated from the outside world. Absolutely not. No. We I had to negotiate British soldiers. You know, talk no, about fingering. I mean, I mean, inside the actual school. But, itself, but, but, not no, no, not you at all. Because sometimes, a British yeah. Well, the British soldiers used to say that they had fingered your mother on the way to school. Your sister. They would say this to us as a little boys. Oh my God. That, that, which yeah. why when you said that story, I was thinking I can certainly relate to that. Yeah. Um. You know. So that that doesn't feel insulated to me and then within the classrooms yeah. you had the violence of the teachers the, the thing that they had you know they had their different kinds of straps and all these things so I certainly did not go to a warm and fluffy school where I felt safe mm. I felt very unsafe in school outside of school in the house and being but, gay as well and being gay yeah. into the mix so in terms of when you were looking around your site your family your cho- your family you were born into I wasn't on the site actually right so where were you so I travelled until I was 10 years of age right and at that point then my parents were like no was it actually eight or nine yeah in around then my parents were like no we have to settle down how did you first hear about gayness about otherness like how did that come up in conversation at home around you know if you heard about say a local neighbour or something didn't actually come up yeah I remember do you know the sex talk Yeah, <laughs> your father says that's my no. Rumbling it never there, happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, my father doing the sex talk. So this is a Johnny. <laughs> Go on, tell us. This is great. This is a Johnny. This is what you do with it. <laughs> it's like but I know that sounds creepy, yeah. but my father it doesn't was, sound creepy. No, but <laughs> what did he put it on? <laughs> it was actually well, not even as calm as that. It was. Come here, listen. You're right. Yeah. You know, I know that you're all, that you and your friends are all jetting to girls and all that now. He said, but I need to have a chat with you. And he sat us down and he said, this is a Johnny. All right. <laughs> and you put this on your willy. A rubber Johnny. Yeah. 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 And you, you, that's, that's all you need to worry about. You put that on your willy. That's all you need to worry about. Think about it, though. Like my father of his generation uh, probably didn't even have condoms. <laughs> You know, yeah. If yeah. you think about it, so that condoms were illegal up until this mid seventies. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So and your dad was he an easy man to come out to? Uh, I never, I never publicly. I don't want to say publicly. I never um, outwardly came out to him. And the reason why it goes back to him doing that um, sex talk is because we didn't grow up in a house where we talked about it. Yeah. Now that was the same for my brothers with their girlfriends. Yeah. So it just wasn't a house. We we also didn't. It wasn't a huggy house. It was yeah. one of those typical Catholic, yeah. you know, don't, don't, like none of that Americanization. Where are you going with your hug? Would you go? I give you a hug of a. Yes, I give you a hug of a, of a, of a shovel ca- in the back of the head if you come around not, me with your emotions. You know? Not yeah. very that Catholic kind of talking about condoms. That I mean, that's amazing that a Catholic household like yours. Because again, one of the pre- thing, one of the con- you know the things that you think about possibly traveller families is no more than Catholic families from the Falls Road, intensively Catholic, and the idea that a conversation about a condom just wouldn't have happened, and certainly in my yeah, I mean... How old are you now, by the way, Martin, if you don't want to be asking? 37 yeah. since last week. Right, right. So there's yeah. nearly 20 years between you and me. Um, and so I, th- I think that's fantastic that your dad did that. Well, no, it is. And but what, what I'm trying to say was it was incredibly awkward for all of us. <laughs> well, of course. But Talking like, about your willy with somebody other than yourself is but, always going to be awkward. Yeah, but like, again, it just... He he did the bare minimum because that's all he could muster. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he didn't even get that himself from his father. Yeah. Um, and he it was it was a moment of 
I suppose, metamorphosis yeah. within the family unit yeah. where he had to have that conversation. And also, I think in around that time, uh, there was a lot of stuff about Freddie Mercury in, in, in the news yes. and things like that. Yes. Mm. So it was becoming it was becoming more and more mainstream, the conversation about safer sex, yeah. actually. So 1990 was around that late 1990. I happened to go to the Brit Awards, get rid of your chandelier, <laughs> and um, I I saw Queen, before, he was given a Lifetime Achievement Award and he was clearly dying at that point. Yeah. And I think he died about six months later um, from HIV AIDS related illness, yeah. obviously. And so, as you say, one That's of the gifts... That's my favourite of his songs, by the way, his very last song. Yeah, the show must go on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, a beautiful yeah, yeah. song. Absolutely. So would that be one of your anthems? No, not at all. That's my kind of two two songs after Adele, <laughs> three gins in. Yeah. It's kind of, <laughs> so what is your gay anthem? What's I mean, what's the one? True Colors, Cindy Lauper. Oh, oh yeah, lovely. good choice. Oh, I, I love, love that song know, because I love Cindy Lauper on and off stage. Like the stuff that she does for homeless LGBT people. Yeah. In the states, is it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, like she's she's spending most of her life volunteering to yeah. do all that stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Fair play to Cindy. That's because you're not gay. <laughs> you're not be- part of the group. You didn't get yeah. the memo. It's because you're not gay, Catherine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I am. Asserting her group. straightness on us. Do you see that? Her privilege. I don't know about the problems of the LGBT community at all. <laughs> Did I say that? Did I say that? <laughs> she looks straightly at us. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But I, I, I love. True Colours I, I love that song a great choice. and I love the music you just showed oh. them just there that minute yeah. <laughs> that is a great choice and um, uh, tell us your coming out story then uh, okay so my coming out story uh, was with you Kathleen uh, well publicly I will say publicly I came out to my mother when I was in Manchester actually mm-hmm. I was running a bar in Manchester for a short period of time and I was doing a lot of partying and I was very drunk and very merry one night and she called and she said how are you, how are you getting on over there I was like brilliant do you, do you need any money you know the usual thing um, no I don't yeah uh, and come here to me and I, whenever somebody says come here to me it's literally <laughs> like they're saying come closer to me so I can grab you so you yeah. have to tell me the truth by the lug yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you met any girdles over there and I was like no 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 are you sure I was like listen I, I, I haven't because you know now the traveller girls over there you know you can't you have to go to the father you have to I was like listen let me stop you I was like it's getting awkward but I was also drunk I was like I don't like girls wow uh, yeah yeah and my mother was like how do you mean I said uh, well I'm, I'm gay like <gasps> and then there was like this pause and just a silence and then she was like so come here who else in tomb is gay that's all she wanted was the gospel. Serious? I swear, that Who was all she wanted. Yeah. 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 yeah, I obviously didn't tell her. Um, but you see, if I was your therapist, I would say that that was her buying herself time. She was throwing a little, oh, tell me who else is gay, so she doesn't have to no, cope with I, you being gay in that moment, I mean. No, no, no. She really wanted to know the gossip. <laughs> no, but what, well, you, think, maybe you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. She, she, she literally wasn't then saying, oh, okay, have you met anybody? How, how do you feel? And thank you for, was that difficult for you to tell me that? You know, let's talk about this in person, son. She immediately just kind of went, no, let's uh, talk about other things, other gay people rather than just you. I think it was to put it to bed, so oh, to speak. Oh, wow. It was just to, yeah, okay. And that was her way that of was, showing that you of that she she accepted. Well, not no. I think accepted means that you have to overcome something. Mm. For her, it was I don't give a shit. Really, yeah. that that level yeah, of that was my mother. But she was probably a young woman at the time. What age was she? She so was that was two thousand and seven. Fifteen yeah. years. Fifteen yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Fifteen years ago. So she's like 
She no, she was. I'm not going to give her age. Yeah, when she, she was young. But she was a young woman. She, she was, was a slightly more sprightly. Yeah, not much less. <laughs> but she was in her forties, probably. Much less like she wasn't yeah, that she old. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so there, was, she was, there was no kind of you know reaction after not that. Like at a, all. Not, not a year even, later, six months later, no, or and, and that was it. We didn't talk about it. That's uh, wonderful. It was fine. She came over to Manchester then herself for a visit, and she was like, "So you're going to bring me to the gay village?" It's like. I love it. She I sounds fabulous. It. No, no, she's no, she's great about it. And then my this story with my father, uh, just just when when I'm telling the story, of my father just imagine the typical Irish daddy. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, doesn't want to talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. Doesn't want to talk about all that stuff that you see on English and, t- and American TV. Yeah. And it was after Pride in Galway, and I had booked you. Oh yeah, I do, remember yeah. doing Pride in Galway. Yeah. yeah. And I was just starting to get back into comedy actually and I was using the opportunity to do these events to do some MC work and yeah. get my feet back on the stage and I wanted Catherine to, to be there and then on the night she was like are you going to come out because I had never actually publicly come out right yeah and I was like oh, fuck it I might as well so the first half of the show <laughs> the first half of the show and it was not long after the marriage equality as well uh, so the first half of the show I come out and I was like now that we have equality for the LGBT community can we have a big round of applause and everyone went crazy you know Um, screamed in gay and I said it's great that we now are recognised and that we're now included and I want to use this opportunity to tell all of you something that I've been keeping a secret for so long and then given that we're all about inclusivity and equality nowadays I just hope that you'll all accept me after I come out and say this I'm a traveller yeah. <laughs> so that was the first half and everyone took it as a joke Yeah. and then in the second half uh, both of us were on stage at yeah. the same time and I was like I'd like to have seen that yeah oh it was great crack actually yeah. Yeah, good, it good was banter. really emotional yeah. actually yeah it was yeah. yeah and then in the second half I came out and I said uh, I just want to thank Catchin for being here because Catchin was the first person to ever bring me to a gay bar um, it wasn't called LGBT bars back then it was called a gay bar yeah. uh, which was we went to panties we went to panties yeah, yeah and we were actually actually you treated me to a whole night out and actually I stayed in your place yeah, in stayed with me, I yeah. think she was living with you at the time no I was living with my brother and I was br- uh, yeah after my, that she yeah, came after to that. live with me after, just well, after that was one on Portobello or something but like I had yeah, to, yeah. I remember yeah. you ringing me and telling me that you were a gay traveller and uh, that you'd love to come to to Dublin. That was after we met. Yeah, this after is, we met. We no, had so, met, I know no, that, we, we but we'd met, only met briefly. Yeah, we had met in uh, for the magazine, for yeah, the photo shoot. Yeah. And it was yeah. after that we stayed in touch and we were t- chatting away and you were saying you have to come to Dublin. And I was like, because you were doing an awful lot of stuff yeah. with, the, with the LGBT community at the time. And I had never been to any kind of LGBT event and I was like it kind of blows your mind doesn't it when you first go Oh, I remember that too well actually I'll get to that in a second it wasn't as as fun as I thought it would be right Um, not for the reasons that you think but uh, when we when um, yeah so I said to her I said yeah do you know what you do a lot of stuff with Panty Bear or whatever it was called at the time Panty yeah 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 and I was like I wouldn't mind seeing that and then it was you that said oh would you be interested in that I said well yeah I'm actually like I'm a gay traveller and like I'm not just a traveller comedian and I could just feel my cheeks reddening at the time and I could just huh. tell on the phone that she was kind of smiling. <laughs> so you brought me to, there was an Italian restaurant a couple of doors up from Panty Bar 
and we're sitting down and we're having our food and a couple from RT were in there and they come over talking to you. That was the first time I because I I never treat her like a superstar. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't I don't believe in hierarchical structures in society. I don't treat anyone better than another person because they might be on TV yeah. as opposed to this person who might be fixing lawnmower engines in the back of Glen Amadi. Uh, I don't treat people differently. I just look at the person if I like the person I'll fall in love with the person. And I fell in love with her but <laughs> very quickly realised that she was she was quite a big deal in around Dublin. <laughs> she was uh-huh. quite a big deal. Yes. And people were fawning all over her. And I remember we went into uh, the George afterwards. And of course, Catchin didn't pay to go into the George. And why should she pay? She, <laughs> I don't even queue. She, I she still was don't there have to. in full Bernie Walsh get up. And, <laughs> and as soon as he walked in the door, uh, she started apologising. And I was like, what the, why are you apologising for? And then within seconds of her apologising, a big mob of people came over looking for pictures and oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yes. over talking yes. and, and she was like I'm sorry I'm sorry and I was like you know do your thing yeah. and I was over like you know at the bar and I was I remember sipping a drink and I was just looking at all of these fabulous drag queens and I was like if there was ever the epitome of a person who has no qualms about showing their identity in the most fabulous of fashion mm-hmm. it are drag queens I think drag queens don't get oh my enough God, credit I'm getting a shiver yes. I don't think so they agree enough, with that yes, yeah. they don't get enough credit um, they can be bitchy they can be gossipy but they are the ones who step out to the yeah. front lines for all of us don't they they do thank you they Martin do. you know what we all try to actually um, define drag and that really defines it it is a wonderful power It they are our and superheroes brave. in the beginning we're all just soldiers behind them but they are the warriors but they are they are the front Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that well I think they are I I think it's a lovely idea really I love a a drag queen I really do come on Brian no well I mean there's not as we know there's not one way to be gay there's not one way to be anything but I I take your point of course I do it's an incredibly brave thing to do oh listen let me just be very clear I adore my drag queens I love a great drag queen let me tell you I think it's an art form it's a high art it really is an art form but it is very brave and I think that's what Draw, drew me to the gay scene was that power like yeah, yeah seriously I just love drag it's my favourite form of art mm. and a good old folk song I like and that good, yeah. as Don't well. for, let's not forget exactly <laughs> sing us one there Brian <laughs> are you a singer Martin do you I'm, ever sing uh, well I'm a bad singer are you yeah I'm a pretty so, bad so what's your party piece like you're full of what's your favourite drink first of all a double Jameson Dico. oh you're not oh, fucking around one of them yeah. alright so you're full of that what are you going to break into apart from true colours now he's straight acting obviously if he likes a double Jemison. If, let me see what, what's my drinking song what gets you kind of like oh here we oh. go if I'm totally honest with you it's probably mm-hmm. some Irishy same here I love an old rebel oh, yeah. song because that's the house I grew yeah. up in yeah um, it, it, it was yeah travellers I like. I don't know if travellers are even Republican but there's something about the rebel music that rouses them oh, yeah. yeah do you know yeah. that really yeah, yeah. kind of gets them going yeah um, there was one song in particular that I love because it was uh, I think it was written about peace rather than about war yeah yeah and it was called A Song for Marcella by Bick McFarlane uh-huh. I don't know it it's can you sing a wee bit of it it doesn't seem quite so long ago the first time that I saw you and ain't it funny this I'm going to chorus now how the memories grow they always fall around you 
Oh, I that's know the gorgeous. Rest of it. No, he's no, a lovely, has no, a lovely voice? No, but you know, I, I knew there was a lovely voice in there. Yeah. You see, no, 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 no. But I tell you what, go listen to the, yeah. the actual original version by okay. Pete McFarland. It's a beautiful song, um, and of course, it was about Bobby Sands. Yeah, and Marcella was the. The pseudonym, I think, it was used in the letters. So it was, just, yeah, and it was so, about it was about, it was about peace. So, Gorgeous. Martin, who is your gay icon? The person, like famous or non-famous, who inspires you? Oh, do you know what? What? <laughs> Shirley Temple Bar. Really? You yeah. really love the drag, don't you? Delighted. I love. No, 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 no. Hang on. This is <laughs> yeah. this, this goes back to my point. That's great. Telly Bingo was a massive moment in Irish TV for me. Yeah. It was the the the, the most the, the queerest of queer queers. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. And the demographic of the people who watch Telly Bingo mm. were the very demographic that needed to see more of that. It wasn't for the young people. Yeah. It wasn't, for, do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah, for that my age Yeah, that is amazing. Group. It was Telly Bingo. It was for the people who were at home, kind of 40s to 60s type of thing. And Shirley Temple Burgess went and went for it. It was fantastic. I won Alternative yeah. Miss Ireland and Shirley won the year before in 97 and handed me the uh, the crown in 98. Yeah. So drag, I suppose. We're connecting in drag all yeah. the time here today. But it's more than just yeah. drag. Um, it's about visibility. Mm. And th- this is what I was saying. I understand what you were, what you were saying a yeah. few minutes ago. But, but visualisation and seeing something mm. to be something young gay people or young LGBT yeah. people need to see it to be it themselves or to believe they can be it yeah. you wouldn't know by looking at you and you wouldn't know by looking at me or sexuality but you look as a drag queen and you can make your assumptions pretty quickly that's why visualisation and visuals yeah. matter to me and that's why I see the drag queens as being the front line yes it's a uniform like yeah. you say it's a kind of a uniform well, of their own and as we of course we should say we know there are straight oh. and bi and all kinds of you yeah. know within the drag queen you know umbrella of course yeah. we know and that and pansexual but you're, I'm learning all ve- these things myself it's a very very good point to make though that it's frontline stuff yeah absolutely which is why Shirley Temple Bar would be mine and that's why Martin I suppose we invited you today because you are a hero of mine you're frontline because you're frontline and you're visible you're a visible it's gay traveller it's incredibly brave what you, what you which do which is what you're doing is well, more important than you give yourself credit for because we see you being so articulate on uh, TV shows we see you talk sense oh, I don't we, know about that no, Oh, yes, we do. And Actually, we can I address that? Yeah. Can I address yes, you can. That? Okay. Um, people, people watch me on political stuff, and I'm a little bit of a shanaghy, right? I'm a little bit of a talker and yeah. a, bit of a poet, and that's what I do. That's what I enjoy, and I love speaking, and I love this. You know, I just I love discourse, but. I would always say to people whenever people say oh you know what you speak so much sense you're so eloquent you know you're saying what we're all thinking yeah my response to that is I this is the problem with politics we elect people who say the things we need to hear or want or want or that speak to something within us but that very rarely transpires to doing things or having or getting things done or actually backing it up with actions yeah. I think the main we fall for the sweet talkers and while it's lovely to get all the compliments to me I would be shite at running the country I wouldn't have a clue yeah. about a lot of the stuff mm. and I just feel like it's a little bit of a falsehood for me to accept too much kind of 
<clears throat> compliments or, or 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 people saying thank you so much for speaking up speaking up for us. Yeah. Like Well, because uh, there's two probably sides <clears throat> to you. There's one that just wants to be an entertainer, wants to make yeah. some money in the business. Yeah. And th- and then there's the other side just of you. Want that, a house. Yeah, just want funny, a house. This traveller wants to settle. That's yeah. that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so like, you're gonna help me or not, you know? Yeah. Like this is what you want, you guys. So like you <laughs> So know. you're the same as and and that's the the leveller, isn't it really? You're the same as every other guy yeah. your age in this country who just wants a house. Yeah. You know? I'm the same as every other person, not just guys. Mm. I I I I, I empathise. You just with, happen to be a guy. I just happen to be. <laughs> I happen to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, for for all the for all the adversity I faced, there certainly is a lot of privilege when you're a man. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We know that every single day yeah. of our lives. Yeah. I think. Well, actually, yeah. a lot of people don't. This this yeah. is why it's always good to, to yeah. mention it. Like I know that in in the structure of of, of social stratification and social <laughs> hierarchies, a gay traveller man is probably lower than middle class white woman. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But but if you were to bring in intersectionality into it, we always forget then let's not leave the traveller women behind or the trans traveller women. Mm. You asked me a while ago if I knew any trans yeah. traveller yeah. comedians. I don't know comedians. I'm the only one, but I yeah. do know uh, a trans traveller whom I wrote about in the wow. Irish Times. And where do you think that um, traveller women are at the moment? Do you think they're in a good place or a bad place? I couldn't really speak to that, yeah. to be honest with yeah. you. But I tell you what, yeah. that is it's a very good question. Mm. And I would, anyone listening to this podcast, don't listen to me. I'm just another mm. f- man. Go along and look at all the female traveller activists that are driving the movement on, yes. on yeah. Twitter and yes. Facebook. Because when it comes down to the activism for our community, yeah. it's all women. Yes. It's all women. All, all women. They are the strongest people yeah. in our community. I think that's across the board, isn't it? Women, yeah. whether we're talking about cancer, whether we're talking about heart disease. You know, I was contacted by uh, Yaja Kaminska. You know, it's women driving these things. It's absolutely right. Across and especially every... when it comes to... Health. Like, I, well, yeah. not even health. Yeah. When it comes to the LGBT issue. Yes. It always like like for me, it yeah. was my mother who yeah. said, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's next. wonderful to hear. And well, even yeah. out of all my characters, I have to say, Bernie is the warmest and the strongest, yeah. and the person who the only character that has something actual <laughs> to say. Yeah. You know, that's positive. Um, I know I like Liz Hurley. Ah. Yeah, I like Liz Hurley because she speaks to the yeah. innocence of 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 rural. Ireland, yeah. Ireland. yeah, doesn't true, it really? It? Yeah, God love her. The yeah. Well, thing. okay. So, Martin, if you, if I can ask you, Martin Beans Ward, now think carefully. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Obviously, I mean, there's the cliche, but things are cliche for a reason, I suppose. That's right, because because it's it's universally accepted. Be yourself, because <laughs> not because everyone else is taken, but if you if you don't live the life that that you want to live and as long as you're not hurting other people like mm. I don't, I'm not meaning go become a mass murderer if yeah I, yeah of course but like do what makes you happy and if what makes you happy is identifying with your with your gender with your sexuality yes or or you, even your opinions on, on life mm-hmm. stand by them because they're yours nobody like it wouldn't it would be an awful sad life if I got to be 70 years of age and at the end of my life all the people I was trying to impress and was afraid to let down have been long dead yeah thank you for coming on another trip around the world in 80 gays and a big thanks to our fabulous guest Martin Beans Ward our bonus episode is out Monday and new full episodes are released every Friday until then bye folks <laughs>